Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. It was early evening. On his way back from camp, Sergeant Bill Meade took the road that went past the Lane Farm. For him, it was a form of self-torture, and he knew it. Bill Meade had tried to develop a fatalistic acceptance of things as they were, but it didn't work. He was obsessed with the certainty that everything would be solved for him and Peggy Douglas if he explained his situation to her. But he wasn't free to tell her why his wife had gone to California, why his plans for the future had to be held in abeyance until Kit returned. He couldn't tell her about the child Kit was expecting. No, under the circumstances, the least he could do for Kit during this difficult time was to keep silent, was to maintain the illusion of a happy marriage in the eyes of the town. As he approached Aunt Mary's house, Bill Mead wondered if the time would ever come when he would pass it without hoping to see Peggy, without wondering what she was doing. Bill Mead could see the outlines of a car parked near the house and wondered if it belonged to the young man with whom he'd seen Peggy having dinner a few evenings ago. But Sergeant Mead was wrong. The car belonged to David Bowman, David who has just been admitted by his old friend Lefty Larson. Good to see you, David. Come on into the parlor. Well, I've been wanting to stop by over the past week, Lefty. But I just haven't been able to make it. Too much work. <laughs> What's the good of being a banker if you don't keep bankers hours? <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder. Sit down, David. Yes. Where's uh, Mary? Next door at the plumbers. You ought to be back pretty soon, but I'll phone you. No, 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 don't bother. I plenty of time. She got a letter from Randy this morning. And she took it over to let Jane read it. Jane? Yeah. Jane's been writing to Randy pretty often since he was overseas. Oh? Aunt Mary and Peggy gave me the idea she was mighty fond of him. Mm-hmm. Well, Jane's a lovely girl. Yeah, I think so. There's a lot to it. I imagine it makes it very nice for Peggy, having someone near her own age as a neighbor again. Oh, where's Peggy, by the way, Lefty? Is Mary? No, Peggy's out for the evening. She and Mr. Brown took off before supper. Brown? Who's he? Well, I thought maybe you would have met him by now. No, no, I haven't. The name sounds rather familiar. Have I read it in the paper? Or... Well, you may have. You know that movie they're making here? The documentary film? Yes. Well, this Nicholas Dorn's the writer. I want you to meet him, David. I think you'd like him. Smart young man. Hmm. He seems to have made quite an impression on you. Well, I've had a chance to get to know him pretty well. He comes out to talk to Aunt Mary about Wakefield, the history of the town, all that sort of thing. He seems interested in Peggy. And I can tell you, I'm glad she finds him interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell you at the time, Lefty, but I was very distressed about Peggy the last time I saw her. She seemed so listless, so unhappy. Well, that's not so surprising, considering what Bill Mead put her through. Mm. I can't understand that, young man. Oh, I understand him, all right. But what I don't see is how anyone could be as heartless as he was with Peggy. Well, Lefty... He was really tricked into that marriage with Kit. Ben Calvert saw to that. Bill came to see me some time ago and told me he felt his marriage was a mistake. That he'd end up by not making Kit happy. He was very frank about it. Yeah, he's always very frank about it. Only he doesn't seem to be able to make up his mind which side of the fence he belongs on. You know, that was an awful thing he did to Peggy. One day, pleading with her to give him some hope for the future. Telling her he was going to be free, going to divorce Kit. And the next day, saying it was all off. 
No explanations, nothing. I don't know what's the matter with Bill, whether it's because he's just weak, hasn't grown up yet, or what, but I'm convinced he's no good. Mm-hmm. You know, for a girl of her age, David, Peggy has a lot of qualities. She has a depth to her, like Aunt Mary. Qualities that wouldn't be noticeable to most of these young whippersnappers. But going season, you can tell that from the way he talks to her. Now, wait a minute, Lefty. What? I'm surprised that an old suspicious character like you would be so impressed with this young man. What do you mean, suspicious? I'm not suspicious. Yes, you are. About anyone who starts hanging around Peggy. Well, just the same. I'm glad to see her mind taken off of Bill Mead. Mm-hmm. Is that why you approve of this dawn? No. I like him for himself, baby. Oh. How old a man is he? Oh, about 32, 3, somewhere in there. And you don't know what it means to me to see someone decent come into Peggy's life. Someone who could be a fine friend. Friend? <laughs> The way you've been talking, Lefty, I'd say you had matchmaking on your mind. Oh, no. No, I haven't. But come to think about it, I'm not so sure, but it might be a good idea. And at the same moment, the two people in question, Peggy Douglas and Nicholas Dorn, are sitting in a car by the lake at Hunter's Falls. Well, Peggy, shall we get out? Oh, I don't care. Now, look, it was your suggestion we come here, you know. You said I should see this place. I know. But I think it was a mistake. Why? Well, it just depresses me. Mm-hmm. Not without a reason. Oh, there's a reason, all right. What? You think it very foolish. Perhaps I would, but I want to know. You intend telling me, don't you? <laughs> yes, I suppose so. Well, it's, it's an admission on my part of... Of what? If you'll remember, I was giving you quite a lecture a few days ago on relinquishing, not holding on to the past. I remember quite well. Now, why was it such a mistake to come to Hunter's Falls? Frankly, because this place has too many memories for me. I see. Centered around that young sergeant we encountered the other evening? Yes. Four of us came here one day last summer. Bill and I, Kit and Paul Cromwell. It was a very important day for me. Are you in love with this wicked man? No. I don't know, Nicholas. I was. What happened? He married Kit Calvert. Oh. Well, that's certainly putting it briefly. Well, it's a long and rather complicated story. I'll tell you sometime. But anyway, that's what happened. How long ago did all this take place? Kit and Bill have been married about a year now. I see. Now I realize why you're so understanding about my problem. I guess Nicholas would both been through something of the same thing. Oh, the situations were different, but it was the first time I was really in love. Do you know that feeling when everything is just so right and and you understand each other so well, you don't even have to talk. Yes, I know that feeling. And believe me, it's dangerous. Dangerous? Sure. Because people don't let well enough alone. That sort of mental friendship, companionship, is the most wonderful thing in life. It's honest, uncluttered by a lot of trivia and complications. The emotions involved are strong and beneficial, constructive. 
But for some reason, people aren't satisfied with that sort of friendship. They don't appreciate it. It, it seems too prosaic. This civilization of ours has made them eager for what is known as romance, excitement. We say we're in love. And that's the signal for jealousy and suspicion. They come into the picture and, well, what was once a beautiful relationship is ruined. Yes, I guess you're right. Peggy, let's not have that happen to us. To us? Yes. Haven't you noticed how similar our reactions are, how close we've become? For us to be together is so easy, so natural. Yes, I've noticed. But also, we're both a little lonely. Well, you're a lovely, attractive person, and you both might be tempted, out of resentment. I'm, I'm a rebound, as they say. Well, I think you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. We'll avoid that? Yes, of course. Because I have a feeling that what we have now and what we're going to have as friends may be the most valuable and exciting thing that's ever happened to us. We'll be criminal to spoil it. We won't, Nicholas. We won't spoil it. A resolve made by two very sanguine people. A resolve you might think would please Bill Mead. But I think if Bill knew about it, he'd be quite alarmed. Necklaces and Peggy's theories are those of two people who wish to protect themselves from any more hurt. But they are, after all, just theories. And I think Bill might feel that they may not stand the test of time any too well. <laughs> 